today's episode is brought to you by Loco Coffee. All right, guys, this is one of our uh, newer companies we started working with. Uh, they are a small company out of New Jersey, I believe. Owners are Dan and Sean. Uh, they do coffee, 12-ounce cans, and it's going to be 240 milligrams of caffeine, 570 milligrams of potassium. They use iced coffee, and then they add, uh, sorry, cold brew coffee, not iced coffee, cold brew. They add coconut water in one of their products and then maple water in the other. So it gives you that energy, gives you natural electrolytes and antioxidants, no sugar added, uh, that's going to be Loco Coffee. If you guys use code Pardon Me, you'll get 20% off of anything you order on their website. Uh, we've been drinking it in the studio. We like it. It's a great, quick grab-and-go coffee. If you don't have time to make your own or just like the convenience of having your coffee and some type of electrolyte hydration supplement all in one with the coconut water, check those out. Uh, that's Loco Coffee. Their website is drinklococoffee.com. Use that code Pardon Me. We are also brought to you by X-Works, all right? So X-Works, I've been kind of featuring different products on these reads. My go-to uh, pre-workout has been X-Works uh, Ignite as their pre-workout supplement. What I like about it is it includes a nootropic, uh, which is optimal for performance, enhancing your mood and cognition. Uh, if you know anything about those nootropics, it's kind of like branded as the smart drugs. So they kind of help your brain function neuron neuroplasticity there's a bunch of high-tech fancy sciencey words that uh, make it sound good i don't know the whole science behind it all i know is when i take it it makes me feel like a million bucks i use it for before workouts sometimes in the morning if i need a little pick-me-up uh, and then i mix it in with their uh, creatine supplement their uh, lift supplement if right now you can get free shipping on all orders at xworks uh, they're also doing a promo right now where if you go to their website, you email, you type in your email, you can get a free shaker bottle. Um, and it's not one of those shitty plastic ones. It's a metal dual walled, uh, shaker bottle, all stainless steel construction or steel. I don't know what it's made out of, but it's a nice, nice bottle. So you put in your email, you get that free shipping on all orders right now, xworks.com. And then lastly, we are brought to you by grip tight tape. All right, so if you guys, for all your tape needs, for your fingers, your thumbs, your wrists, whatever you guys need, this is going to be your go-to tape for training, for working out. It's a custom cotton weave that gives you the perfect amount of stretch, and uh, the extra tacky adhesive allows it to stick in place and stay on when you need it most. So with the when you're doing uh, grappling, weightlifting, uh, anything where you need tape on your fingers to protect your skin or give you more grip... Uh, it's going to stay on through workouts, through sweat, through water, anything you can put it through. Um, if you guys use code Pardon Me, you'll get 10% off. Uh, you will get free shipping on all orders over $19.99. And then uh, they have a collection as well of shirts, patches, weight vest plates, and weight vests. If you guys are looking at doing any type of training at home and want a plate carrier, a tactical vest, uh, they have a full stock of different colors of those as well as weight vest plates as well. That's at griptighttape.com. Use code PARDONME, 10% off. And lastly, support for Pardon Me is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in below-belt men's grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Oh, that's nice. I like that. Uh, they just launched in the U.K., 
they've gone they've gone years without using the right tools for the job but you guys can be one of the first men in England to experience their life-changing products. So in the UK, jump on that first if you're listening. Uh, I mean, we all have a story that we can relate to when we go to uh, trim up. You got a date night. You got a uh, whatever you got going on, a, a, a nice evening with the missus. Uh, and you go to groom yourself and you're using a rickety uh, trimmer. And you go and you start to uh, trim up the old man sack, the old leather bag. And you nick yourself, right? And then you got blood squirting everywhere. It looks like a scene out of Kill Bill. Um, this is no longer the case. That's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. The uh, Manscaped engineered team has perfected the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created and has just released, like I said, the Lawnmower 3.0. Uh, that's in the UK as well. The biggest thing I like about that 3.0, which I didn't know I would like, is the little light it has on it at the end. So you're grooming yourself, you're down there in that dark crevice, um, going from nuts to butts, and you get a little peek at what's down there so you can see and make sure you get all the hair. There's nothing, nothing worse stepping out of the shower, looking down and realize you missed a huge patch. So that's one of my favorite pieces of that lawnmower. Um, the third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade that reduces grooming accidents. And I could testify to that, tested that out last night. And the battery will last up to 90 minutes. It's waterproof. Like I said, it has that LED light and they just upgraded to a 7,000 RPM motor with quiet stroke technology. I mean, this is a preci precision engineered device uh, to give your balls the best. You deserve it. So everybody listening to this, make sure you guys use code PARDONME to get 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com. Uh, we want you guys to look the best, to be the best. Make your testies their besties. Ooh, let's go one more. I got this one. Let's get that bush to tush clean. All right, guys, Manscaped, use it. Pardon me. All right, guys, today's episode we have on Brooke Mater. Mater? 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 I forgot to ask her. Brooke Mater. Got it right the first time. Um, she is a holistic nutritionist. She is a board-certified and licensed nutritionalist, which is the, she was made sure to make some distinction between that and these other hippity dippities running around LA and California. So she knows her shit. She is, um, I mean, the, the only metaphor I can think of is balls deep since we just did the manscape, but she's balls deep in nutrition. Um, she came on the show, gave us a ton, dropped a ton of knowledge on, um, Intermittent fasting, different types of foods, grains, uh, gut biome, activated charcoal, the full nine. We go through a lot of stuff, and it was super helpful. Hopefully, you guys enjoy this. Without further ado, uh, good gal, Brooke Mater. audio and stuff she in a good spot there um i have i've been gifted crystals so i have i gotta find them but one of them's like a round one with a blue and it's kind of cut and it's like uh it was like a stone and they cut it right uh -huh. and then you see the yeah the blue inside and it was gifted to me by um somebody that 
it was like they g- gave me some story with, hey, this is what this is for, display it. And like, yeah. I think I just tucked it away <laughs> somewhere. It's like it's behind a plant somewhere. I'm like, it goes in this plant nicely. It looks nice. So maybe I'll put it in here. Yeah. I should put it in here. That's a nice gift. With all my other stuff. I need better friends. I would yeah. love to be gifted some crystals. I don't even get the the whole concept. So the crystals have basically, you could probably explain this to me better, but they harbor some sort of energy or are supposed to pick up on what? Energetic fields or what's the deal? I mean, I don't know. Crystals and stones. I mean, this is a tourmaline, so it does like protect against like EMFs. I don't know how much. EMF. EMF energy is from like technology. Cell phones. Yeah. Cameras. Electromagnetic okay. fields. Okay. Um, I don't know how if they actually work or not but i'm gonna take my chances and yeah you know doesn't hurt um and like the emf stickers i guess they have because the same kind of stuff as the stones but my sister we actually put one on her ipad like one of those emf stickers just in the back of it didn't belong on ipad belongs on like phones but she has a little two-year-old who always plays on it and we're like just let's just protect them you know if yeah. it works all of a sudden um the ipad wouldn't get any internet it like just stopped working. We couldn't download new games for him. And he was like outgrowing the other ones. So she set up an appointment at um, Apple. We were on our way. I'm like, you know, it stopped working around this time. Let's just take it off. Let's just see. Because it would be really embarrassing if we'd get there. And like, let's just take this off and it works. And sure enough, it started working. Yeah. So are these they the, do something. Are these the crystals, Mike? What are we on right now? Tourmaline, yeah. Tourmaline. So that would be this. That's yours. Mm-hmm. This is the black one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so the, you took that off, and it just started getting and downloading normal? Yep. Wow. So, so it, it works. So it on the iPad, so it's doing something. It works to yeah. block that. Yeah. And then I guess the only thing that you could argue then is like, okay, how harmful do we feel like the EMF, the electromagnetic fields, are to our health and yeah. to our... I mean, I think they're doing something. They're not natural. Um, They're definitely affecting us. There's something called thermography. So I used to work at a integrative um, medical clinic in DC. It's where I'm from. And we had thermography there. It's like temperature readings of your body. Um, Some people do it, like women will do it um, for breast thermography to detect any cancer. And they'll do EMS, like they'll put a phone up to your like head and -hmm. compare it to these thermographies. So it's actually heating up your internally a little bit more than it should. it's not like FDA approved, but it's a whole lot better than getting mammograms, in my opinion. Yeah. So it's the not invasive whatsoever. Okay. And so you were seeing that with the with that technology, you could see the effects of the electromagnetic fields yeah. on the heat temperatures of the body. Correct. Yeah. So and there's like I feel like there was the the actress, fairly famous actress, that she always had her pager or her phone. Uh, on one of those belts and she had like hip cancer and she cl- she like swears that the that was the side that yeah. she has cancer on is the side that she always wore her phone on and always did this and then you hear the stories about you know people that put their phone in between their legs or something when they're sitting and then they have like problems having kids or like with their sperm count and stuff like that or, or girls, girls in the sports bra yeah tucking into the sports bar and they're yeah. always like this is the side I always tuck my phone into yeah yeah I mean, it's like on the box when you get a cell phone. It tells you not to really put it on your body. Yeah. It's right there and it's warning. Yeah. It's like as bad as, so they say like sitting a while ago, was sitting is the new smoking. Now it's like cell phones are the new smoking. Yeah. And I mean, it makes sense, but then it's at a certain point in our, in our life, it's inevitable. It's, it's kind of one of those things. So yeah. 
whatever you can do to kind of slow that or kind of protect yourself from that because you need a phone like there's no really way Speaker around phone, it airphone you know hair, uh, whatever you think headphones. airpods are better putting those things in I your head headphones okay would be yeah i'm weary of the bluetooth yeah but yeah it's 2020 how do you get away from it right and live you get a flip phone you get a flip phone i yeah. actually would sign me up i, I yeah. would do that i just like the you know gps on my phone that's pretty much all i yeah. use it for i was just remember when we'd have to go to MapQuest and you print out directions. Now you just throw it up and it's there. Yeah. Like you getting here today. Like yeah. that would have been like a process back in the day. Yeah. All right, let me print out my maps and let me see where I'm at. Okay. That used to be my job. Like if we were going anywhere as a kid, my, my mom or my dad would be like, oh, go print out the MapQuest mm -hmm. of where we're going. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like we were smarter then though. Yeah. We'd make a wrong turn. We'd have to figure it out yeah. ourselves. It's kind of fun though. You were like on an adventure. Yeah. Whereas, like, now there's no fun. Throw a kid a map, and do they know yeah. how to use it now? Like, yeah. Why not? I mean, I might have trouble the first time, like, getting reused to it. Yeah. Yeah. So, the do you have one of those stickers on your phone? I don't. Not on this one. Okay. So, you just are, except you're like, fuck it. No. I mean, I'm going to get one. Okay. Yeah. What brand of sticker do you use? Is there, like, one, or? I don't know. Like, there you know, used to be. There's so many more on the market now. My mom got my sister that random one. And it did something. It worked, you know, somehow. It was doing something. Do you remember the, it reminds me of the the bracelets that had the the stickers on them and they were like necklaces and bracelets yeah, and they was yeah. like, you put it on and they were like this test Same you concept. did where like you pulled on somebody. But I feel like those were more you gimmicky. you pulled on somebody. Yeah, I remember it was like the person that was selling them to you was like always like. testing? Yeah, so they would like push on you in a certain yeah. way and you'd like fall back and they're like, all right, put this bracelet on and I'm going to do the same thing and they pushed you again and you were like steady as a rock. Yeah. But you don't realize that they're manipulating your body in a different way. No, in a sense, but muscle testing is, I think it works. Yeah. I used to work with a lot of energy practitioners, so I wasn't doing it myself, but they would do it on me and they taught me. And there's something to it. You what can, is that muscle testing? Muscle testing. So you can test um, really anything. If this drink, if your body responds to it well, supplements, food items. Um, and you can do it yourself or like you and I, or have like a third party involved. So, um, unbiased, unbiased. Yeah, exactly. So you're like, Oh, are you just pushing harder or whatnot? But you can, you know, like, is this good for me? And then you put your hand out. Sorry. Sorry. And <laughs> like, yeah, you would feel your muscles just like drop all of a sudden. So right. you're controlling it. So you can know if you're like how biased you're being or not. So that's like the test of like, okay. Um, this person say, "Gee, she's like pushing down on my arm," mm -hmm. and I'm like, "Okay, I'm but gonna pick up this in that field. Yeah, I'm gonna pick this up, and when I'm when I pick this up, if it just drops, it makes you really weak. Right? What is that? Then I don't know what it's doing, but it's not something that you want. Your body's not gonna give you. It's not gonna right. give the most benefits. Yeah. So the practice I used to work at in DC, it was an integrative medical and a holistic dentistry. It's really only the one in the country that has them both in like in one clinic. Okay. Like a one-stop shop. And that dentist, holistic dentistry, they do that for all their procedures and supplements to see how the patient's going to respond. And they've been doing it for like 30, 40 Muscle years. testing for everything. Wow. Yeah. So like if they were for all of the things that... Oh, talking to you. Sorry. Yeah. Here. <laughs> Pushing it away from Yeah. Hands. Don't be scared of it. <laughs> You're like trying to talk around it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if they anything they did, they would do that kind of testing for. Yeah. Okay. So... So what's the craziest thing you saw from that? 
Like what was the most out of, out of the ordinary thing you would see from the, I guess, results of what they were doing? Everything, Do you remember? Nothing was like that crazy. Yeah. They would just be like, all right, is this the right protocol for this person? They would do a lot of like mercury removal, right? Holistic dentistry. A lot of doctors or dentists are putting mercury in people's fillings. They're taking it out. Mercury is a neurotoxin. It shouldn't be in our mouth. So they would see like what kind of protocols would affect that person most efficiently through mm-hmm. muscle testing. So nothing was like bizarre. I mean, the whole concept in the beginning, you're like, this is so woo-woo. Yeah. And then like they'll do it on you. Um, I feel great. Yeah. And like, I'll know, like I didn't do anything to my arm and right. something just like made it super weak. And I would say too, like, even if you don't believe that that's legit, say that we didn't do the whole, the whole testing, you don't believe, like you feel better after it. Mm-hmm. Um, so like anytime I've ever done something like that or have had experiences with that, it's always been like, I've been skeptical of it, but then it's like, you know, there's something that kind of convinces me of one thing. And then even if it's just a placebo yeah. and it makes you feel better, like that's doing something because your mind is then going to follow that. And the you're mind gonna... is so powerful. Yeah. Even if it's just a placebo, then yeah. who cares? Yeah. Like you can have a lot of changes from placebos. Yeah. And you see that a lot. And so it's, I feel like we get a lot, a lot of the times we get caught up with, oh, is this working? Does this actually work scientifically? Like what are the studies? What is this? What is that? Mm-hmm. And if, if it doesn't work, but it, if somebody thinks it works, it's going to work regardless. Yeah. It's going to do what it's supposed to do, yeah. even if it's not actually doing what you think it's doing. For sure. It's yeah. smart to be skeptical. Like, yeah. try and back it up, but if it's working on you, yeah. keep doing I, it. I appreciate the, the dentistry thing because that's pretty cool. And th- there is a lot of things I would think in dentistry with putting metal in people's teeth and all the stuff that's kind of counterintuitive to mm-hmm. our health or what we think is, is going to be good for us. Yeah. And back in the day, it was just like not even thought about twice. No. And so I'm trying to think if I have any feelings that are like metal still. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a neurotoxin in your mouth. Every time you chew, like vapors are coming out into yeah. your body. That's so toxic. Yeah. And they're still doing it today right? They did it 40 years ago. They're still doing it. Like we're learning so much about health. Doctors used to, used to think like smoking was fine. All these things that we used to prescribe and it yeah. blows my mind. We know so little even now. Yeah. And I think if something's being done or was done 40 years ago and we haven't changed it now, there's probably something that's wrong there because mm-hmm. literally I think there's so much science since then. Yeah. And like, what can we talk about that we did 40 years ago that is still correct now. Like, is there anything that we were like, oh yeah, that's tried and true. Mm. Like, yeah, it depends on the doctors. Um, there's some ones back then that, like, have you heard of like Western Western A. Price? He was a dentist, and he traveled. He went all around like Africa um, and was like looking at people's mouths and realized these people who have nothing, no dental hygiene, have perfectly set like straight teeth mouths and then here in america where we have everything possible we have to remove wisdom teeth right we don't have room for them we're getting braces and it's really all like diet and he he learned that and noticed that back then and his daughter sally fallon is today is still like keeping his word alive um that's cool there's some cool yeah there's some cool people that like realize this back then and there's also I mean, there's this whole, um, some of these doctors have been like murdered in a sense. Yeah. I mean, this can be like fact checked, but 
for a few murdered years. Murdered in a sense, like they weren't really murdered, or they were saying there was like suicide. Okay. And they've like, been suicided. Yeah, exactly. They've been Epstein. <laughs> but if they're speaking out about vaccines too much, um, about the medical community, they just disappear. About prescription drugs, about all of that. And yeah. you, like, I've heard of that happening, and you don't necessarily like want to believe it or like think that it's 100% real, but it's like something's happening there. Yeah. And I think it's, it's silly of us to not recognize that and and see that like that is totally unbiased evidence of you're talking about when he goes to Africa or these different places and you see these tribes people or whatever conditions they're living in um, I'm just assuming they're tribe people yeah. and they could be in a in Cape Cod and be in a totally <laughs> normal town but their hygiene is just different than ours but their diet's 100% different than ours and yeah. they have full like no issues it, it's all legit and then you see us, we have like the worst te- teeth in the con- or in the world. We're like first team worst teeth for sure in America yeah. um, because of probably the amount of sugars, um, the amount of just crap that's in our diet. Right. We're and eating then, processed soft foods. Mm-hmm. What are they eating? They're eating root vegetables. Like, when's the last time you actually chewed a really crunchy vegetable? Like, uh, yeah. It's been a while. Things yeah. are cooked, right? Things we're eating, just so much soft bread refined bread so all the nutrients are taken out of it our diet is complete crap right now yes but not natural yeah and then we have uh, the teeth are going to reflect that so it's like why do you need strong teeth yeah and some of it's people blame like genetics some of it's genetic but a lot of it is probably influenced by the diet what you're putting it through like there's always going to be a genetic component to it um and our genes travel down so many generations when you think about it my mom, or my, I was in my grandmother, right? My, my grandmother had my mom's eggs, and those eggs have their eggs. So the genes actually travel down so far. Um, so that's a huge component, but also epigenetics. Like, we can turn off these genes based on our diet. They don't have to be on. They mm-hmm. can, you know, they're the bullet in the gun, but it's not what's pulling the trigger. Okay. So you're saying that, yeah, you could have predisposed to this, but Absolutely. that's just a, I like that analogy, a bullet in the, in the gun. Mm-hmm. And so it's loaded. The lifestyle, the diet, all of these things are going to affect which, which bullets are fired exactly. and they don't all have to be like, so these genes just cause aren't. your mom had bad teeth doesn't mean you have to have bad teeth. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Well, cause you just see it so often, like just that, that process just follows it. Like yeah. usually if you see somebody that's morbidly obese their their family members are their their parents are or like their kids are and all of that Mm -hmm. so it's It's also they're all eating the same thing too yeah but yeah for the tea thing western a price is a fantastic resource and there's a dentist in australia dr stephen lim or something who has a book um on it too which is yeah fabulous i mean if we want to say like who has the worst teeth in the in the world it'd be like usa for sure and then closely behind them is, I would say, the UE, like Europe. And that's, where, that's where like we originated from when yeah. we came over, right? Most of us, our ancestors are either came over and then intermingled with native people here or, you know, so you see a lot of, I mean, that in Europe as well. Mm-hmm. And probably because the diets are similar because that's that heritage or that culture, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you think is like the main thing that obviously people know, like, processed grains are not going to be great for them. They know like 
soft foods they know. Are you somebody that's like eat as close to like more paleo style where eat is like close to what you would be foraging for and finding in nature? Or are you somebody that's like, oh, eat for your genetics and what your... Well, that's a big piece of it too. Yeah. yeah. I try not to label myself. I'm definitely a get back to the roots, get back to the basics kind of girl. I mean, I've been a vegetarian for seven years. I've been vegan. Like I've tried that. And when you have that label in your head, that causes a lot of stress. Mm-hmm. If my body's craving something, I'm like, I can't allow myself to have that. I am vegetarian. Well, I think it's weird that like vegetarians have um, fake meats. It's like on a on a subconscious level, you're like, I need meat so bad, I'm willing to make something that looks, tastes, yeah. feels, and tricks me into thinking it's meat. So it's like, okay, why do you think that, if you think vegetarian is how we're supposed to live, why are you craving and you creating a meat substitute, uh, like the Beyond Burger or whatever it is? Yeah. Like that means you're just eating like eat meat. It's like yeah. For sure. And I think it helps people who are transitioning to vegetarian to make it a little bit easier. Right. Kind of like nicotine gum. Yeah. yeah. But uh, soy, uh, soy is the worst. Unless it's fermented, do not eat it. Pave concrete with it, but okay. Don't eat it. And what kind of ferment? Like what kind of tempeh? Okay, that's Miso. fermented. Those would be fine. Miso? Yeah. And then the other thing about the diet, I think the last 50 years, I mean, if you think about it, our diet has changed within the last 10,000 years. Within the last 50, it's changed the, the most. That's a lot. So everything that we're doing, how is that going to affect us in the long run? Right. We don't really know. But we've also been told, scared of fat. Right. Right? Scared of... Carbs. Carbs. Yeah. And we have all this fear mongling and for yeah. food um and so yeah i'm done labeling yeah eat like what you're craving what your body needs what if i'm craving a big mac <laughs> probably other things that <laughs> other reasons why you're craving that um, um break but, down the soy for me real quick uh what about like what are, just break down like your stance on soy because well, i think it's a it's a it's a big topic and like we've been told like oh soy milk over regular milk and uh uh, what is the the little soy blocks? The um, tofu. Mm-hmm. Yeah, tofu is better than meat. And like, so like there was that, that whole, you know, yeah. thing. So, so it's soy. a phytoestrogen. It's going to affect your hormones, one. But also, it's one of the most genetically modified crops there are. So naturally, it's it's an edamame. That's edamame, right? Mm-hmm. So it comes from that. And then they they modify it to make, obviously, more of it and have it produce more for them so they're more profitable. And it doesn't look like edamame, does it? No. It looks like a block of cheese. Exactly. So corn and soy, I mean, those are the two crops that are probably taking up 80% of our agriculture. And they're genetically modified. And what does that mean? Well, we're still learning so much about it, but basically they're spraying that crop. So if an insect eats it, right, their stomach's going to blow up. It's going to kill that insect. Sounds like it's good for us then. What is that doing to us? And <laughs> yeah. all of a sudden now we have so much leaky gut and intestinal permeability. Mm. I think it's probably doing something to us as well. Look at any processed food. Corn and soy is going to be somewhere in that long list of ingredients. So you're getting exposed to it very often. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I mean, I grow vegetables in the backyard, but I only grow zucchini, ban- uh, banana peppers. We have some tomatoes nice. and then like cayenne peppers and stuff. That's what I started with. Fantastic. But I'm grow- going from there. Fantastic. But I don't know. There's something about like growing your own thing, picking it, and then eating it right away. 
That's true. Yeah. It I might mean, not even taste better, but like it might be a placebo of taste. Like, oh, this tastes so much better, but it tastes better because well, I'm I made or I planted it. Yeah. And you're picking it when it's mm-hmm. fully ripe. Otherwise, we're gonna get an apple. There's been you're getting an apple from Fiji, right? Probably not picked when it's ripe. It's also been in the freezer in a grocery store for over a year. Like the nutrient value of that is just disintegrating. Go down like week by week, right? Day by day. Day by day. Even broccoli from a week after it's picked, there's almost no vitamin C left in it. So what's the benefit, if, if any, of eating store-bought um, crops, I guess? Well, vegetables and crops and produce are going to be better than anything packaged, period. So you're weighing your pros and cons. If so you don't even, have access to it, yeah, right. If you're back in the, like somewhere in the north, dead of winter, you're not growing very much. If you live in an apartment building, you're not growing very much. So there's going to be benefits. Can you grow it in your yard? I live in an apartment. And I have 30 tomato plants on my balcony. So there's things Dang. you can do, and farmers markets, right? That's going to be like number one. You know, you can get to know that farmer. It's going to be grown within you know 15, 20 miles of you. You know, you can ask when was this picked what's sprayed on it, what kind of seeds are you using, and get to know that and have that relationship with your farmer and your food. Mm-hmm. And I guess the, like you can buy things frozen. That's going to have a more nutritional value rather than buying things that are fresh but out of season that's coming from so far away because it's picked when it's ripe and it's froze. So it's frozen. That's, that's what I always thought. It the nutritional they value. They freeze it sooner, right, or they pick it later exactly. when it's more ripe. Um and then I also had a guy on, um, and he was talking about how Walmart was has some of the fresher crops because of how fast they can get it from the field too. So that's interesting. Have you heard that before? No. No. Yeah. So I was like, where's the best place to buy? Because he was from the Ukraine and he grew up on a fully self-sustaining bio farm, and he was talking about single crop farming and yeah. like all of the biodynamic. Yeah, mm-hmm. all of the stuff that you know he's seen here in America and the the issues with it. And, you know, I was asking him, like, okay, how does somebody that, you know, doesn't have time to grow their own stuff or the space or the energy or whatever it might be, how do they pick between good crops, bad crops, what they're buying? And he was saying that, surprisingly, he's found that Walmart is a more ideal place to get it just because of how fast they can get it from That's awesome. the field to the yeah. consumer's hand. But, and you pay with your dollars. Like, I want to support that, mm-hmm. right? And they are bringing in more organic produce i want to support them i think like the fact that they're doing that is amazing and if yeah. more people are buying from them the more they'll they're gonna do it yeah definitely so and soy bad soy is bad okay no no amount of soy unless it's fermented fermented exactly and that's the other thing okay. you can do for to gain nutrient um value from your food like ferment your foods in your winter like pick them you know in the summer then ferment them how what's like a pickle them pickle kimchi them. so sauerkraut <laughs> Those things are, it's so easy to make sauerkraut. You're literally just cutting up cabbage and you know, putting salt on it and hammering it down until you get sauerkraut. It takes okay. it's so fast, so easy, and yeah. you're getting so much more, it's so much more nutrient dense than just regular cabbage itself. Because I'm like, okay, what do I do with all these banana peppers now? I'm like, banana peppers for every meal. Yeah. Like, oh, it's so good. Every meal, every meal. But now I'm like growing them and I'm like, okay, what do I do with these? Can and I've them. seen the, the can, mm-hmm. the pickle, yeah. So what do you do? You just cut them up, you put them in a jar. What else do you so throw in So pickling, you're going to throw in like vinegar or apple cider vinegar or salt. So depending on how you're doing it. Canning is a different story. Um, and you have to have like a pressurizer. You have to 
you know, cook it and make sure there's no bacteria. Like I'm out. Okay. So there's no bacteria, yeah. (laughs) Whereas in fermentation, it's all bacteria. Okay. So the pickling is just considered a fermenting process. Mm -hmm. Then do you have to refrigerate it? Do you store it at room temp? What do I got to do? You can do either. So it depends how quickly you're going to eat it. I mean, if it's pickled, it can stay at room temperature. As long as you're not, you know, if it's opening the can and you're exposing it to like other bacteria, then I would say fridge. But if it's sealed, uh, pickled, years. Okay. So I can survive another lockdown straight on pickled, uh, this winter, yeah. pickled peppers, <laughs> yeah. pickled banana peppers. Okay. All right. That's what I'm going to do with them. There you go. What about like zucchinis? What can I do with those? I would freeze them. That's Ooh, something that's okay. really good for smoothies. Okay. It makes it that. like really creamy. So if you are watching your blood sugar and like frozen bananas, like maybe Spike it. Yeah. they do. Um, they're great. But if you want to make it less, um, glycemic then i would freeze like avocados and zucchini they make it just as creamy as a banana um they keep it you know cold so the consistency is really nice and you can't you don't taste it yeah or zoodles zucchini noodles Mm. haven't tried it or don't like it (laughs) i've tried it i just need a little bit more yeah uh like energy from from my noodles (laughs) so what do you think about like speaking of noodles what do you think about the noodle like any type of pastas or grains in that regard. Cause I've heard people talk about, you know, breads and grains is like, uh, like just Satan, you know, those are the devil. And then I've heard people talk about like, well, well, if you have like sourdough and it's prepared correctly, sourdough breads. Um, yeah. and then also, um, the pasta is based off of what type of wheat they're using and what type of, uh, process they're using to create it can be a little bit more beneficial just the flour and stuff like that. Yeah. Do you have any so there's so much there. Like that? Sourdough is going to be um, the best. It It's fermented. They don't really use a yeast. It is bacteria. If you ever made sourdough and you keep that alive. So that's going to be ideal. Grains, they do get a bad rep. And um, one of my specialties is helping like type 2 diabetics. So grains is usually off the table for most of us. And that's like an 80-20 rule. Like, take it out of your diet most of the time, right? Um, not all the time. Um, and again, that's, that crop is so different today than it used to be years ago or even in Europe today. So it's heavily sprayed. It's not the same grain. It is causing some leaky gut intestinal permeability, like in mice that are fed grains, it's causing intestinal permeability period. So if you have a gluten sensitivity, if you're celiac or not, it's still disrupting their lining of their gut. So that's not good. So you do want to minimize it. Also, it's very high glycemic. So from you know your throat down, your body doesn't know if you just had a piece of bread or a tablespoon of sugar. It's going to affect the same way inside your body. So you can do things to minimize that by adding more protein or more fat to that dish. Um, but, I mean, doing stuff with you know sourdough or zoodles or spaghetti squash or getting around that is going to be ideal. Yeah. But ancient grains are another way. So spelts or something like that would be a good alternative. It's like spelt grains, mm-hmm. just whatever ones they are. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now there's like black bean pasta too, like mm-hmm. and garbanzo bean pasta. So yeah. things are getting pretty good. What is the, because I know you, you work with a, a multitude of people. Um, and really quick before I ask you this. Um, yeah. So why ancient grains? 
the gluten content's going to be a lot okay. less than that. It's, it hasn't been manipulated as much. So it's basically as close to how it should be exactly. without like genetic modification and all of that stuff. Exactly. So it's going to be nor- more nutrient, easier to digest probably, um, all of that good stuff. I'm sure too with the uh, lower levels of pesticides, fertilizers, irrigation. Um, I'm sure with that. What's up? Glyphosate. What's that? It's um, Roundup. Okay. Um, I'm sure with those, there's a lot of like advertising that goes into that. So you need to be like discerning of what, what you're actually getting and making sure that those are actually right. Yeah. And how sprouted much, grains. how much are you eating? I mean, a typical, like a standard American diet, someone's going to have a breakfast sandwich for breakfast, right? They're Sounds gonna have good. They're going to have a sandwich <laughs> at night and maybe some pizza or a pasta. I love sandwiches. <laughs> so hard to get away from. They're great. But if you're, if it's coming into your diet three times a day. Yeah. That's a lot. That's a lot. Especially if you're a blood sugar, especially if it's causing any intestinal permeability Mm -hmm. and we're not getting many other nutrients into our diet that that can. Do you just assume that all grains is that are genetically modified that are given to us in that very basic form are going to cause some variation of uh, intestinal permeability? Yeah. So I would be really careful with anything genetically modified. It's so new. We really don't know what it's doing to us. I don't like what it's doing to the insects that are eating it. So think of the magnitude, how much we're consuming it in a day, that it's going to be doing something. Um, But there's things. If you have to have grains or you want them, then soak them overnight. Get rid of that phytic acid because they have anti-nutrients. So if you're not soaking it, not sprouting it, then it's going to block all the nutrients that you're getting with the the rest of the meal. Yeah. So that's one way to combat it. Yeah, because I was going to ask with somebody that needs a higher – caloric intake, somebody that's, you know, obviously there's the eating for health and eating for disease prevention. And that's going to look entirely different than somebody that's eating for performance. That's on mm-hmm. the other spectrum of the scale. Like obviously there's going to be carryovers. There's going to be some things that are similar and there's going to be rules to fo- that you would like to see on both ends. But, um, I know we were talking earlier and you said you work with two different or like many types of clients. Some are, you know, um, trying to reverse diabetes. Some of them are looking to, um, increase muscle mass and gain, you know, um, quote unquote performance, or you have that kind of, that kind of physique spectrum. And then mm-hmm. I would say there's a third, which is like an, an elite athlete perspective of like, okay, yeah, I know pasta is not great to eat, but so I need to get a certain amount of carbs into fuel my performance and it's like eating, you know, only fermented stuff and vegetables and meats isn't going to cut it all the time. Um, do you have any like uh, I guess what would be a, a good option for somebody that's in that boat? Like even looking my for athletes, I don't have them eating grains very yeah. often. It's not in their typical diet. Um, but we do a lot of root vegetables, starches. We do oats though, nuts and oats. seeds, legumes are going to yeah. be really powerful in that effect. Yeah. And I do have like a funny story. I had an athlete that was doing a marathon and we had, he was training with our team and I was doing his nutrition kind of taught him like, what to do, how to prep for the days of the marathon, like come beforehand and the day of. And he knew what to do. Um, and then there's just so many tents before, before it started and they were feeding them breakfast. And he was like, everyone just started having bagels and started carb loading like 30 minutes before. And he's like, I knew you told me not to, but I did it. And tanked. 
tanked. Yeah. His stomach just started hurting so bad. He actually, he didn't beat his time. He had to stop, go to the bathroom, put an hour on, an extra hour than he was hoping for. Dang. Yeah. Yep. So also, it's one thing to have that prepping and um, preparing for it, but changing your diet like the week of or the day of. Yeah. Because I was going to say, like, how do you get somebody that is running a marathon or somebody that's looking for performance to eat, you know, I'm sure you look at micro and macronutrients. So how do you get somebody that needs to consume? Um, I don't, I don't know if you've had somebody that's been to this level of that or that level of the spectrum that needs to consume 400 to 500 grams of carbohydrates. Mm -hmm. Like where do you, where would you ideally want to see most of those coming from? Well, I mean, smoothies are great too. That's another way to not have it affect your digestion so hard is adding it there. But you're going to be eating multiple times Just a day. Just because it absorbs faster or why? It absorbs faster. But if you think how many calories you're eating in a day, it's nonstop eating in a sense. Yeah. So it's not like the ideal diet. We do it when there's something you're prepping for. But so you'd say using the smoothie like with vegetables, fruits, um, fats, I'm going to assume. Absolutely. Proteins. So if you're doing a smoothie to make thing something a complete meal, you need to have protein. You need to have fat. You need to have car- like vegetables, carbohydrates. And in that is your fiber as you're really only getting fiber from produce. There's no fiber in animal protein whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So um, would you say fruit in there as well or you kind of steer away from that? Um, for an athlete, yeah. fruit as well. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And then like the starches, like obviously you can only have so many smoothies and you only want a certain amount of sugar, right, throughout the day. So... The rest of it would be, I would say, like oats is a probably oats a big are staple. A big one. Um, but again, I'm soaking the oats before we use them. So you're like taking. So if I'm gonna make steel cut oats, you're gonna take those out night before. Night before, you're gonna soak them in water. In a little guessing. bit of salt, yeah. Water, salt, and then how much water? What are we talking here? Just as long as it's covered, it's covered. Fine. And mm-hmm. then how how are you rinsing that? Like what's the, the next prep? day? Mm-hmm. Rinse it out. Like just like in a strainer water. or something. Exactly. Yep. Mm-hmm change it and then cook them just mm-hmm. like that or are they going to be like already made they're not going to be like overnight oats right no okay i mean they'll be very you don't the cooking process is a lot shorter okay much shorter i'm gonna try that yeah yeah and so load it up add some like nut butters in there add some hemp seeds add mm-hmm. some you know if you're gonna overnight oats with chia the night before is excellent too yeah and then so oats mm-hmm. and then you said a lot of root vegetables a lot of root so vegetables yeah sweet potatoes Beets, beet juice. Oh, I love beets. It's excellent. She knows. Yeah. She's always like, oh, those are gross. They taste like dirt. I'm like, these are amazing. <laughs> to each their own. Yeah. Depends <laughs> how you cook them, too. Yeah. They can taste so different. They're but, such a pain in the ass to cook, though. Like, and they stain everything. They stain everything. Yeah. Um, um, beet greens, different topic, but that's going to be phenomenal for like your liver and gallbladder. So eating the whole food is really important. Most yeah. people throw that away, that out. Mm-hmm. Um, but before you go training or exercise, beet juice is going to be phenomenal. Yeah. And then muscles. don't be alarmed if your urine <laughs> turns red and or your, your, stool, your yeah. poop is purple. Yeah. yeah. Don't call your doctor. You're not internally bleeding, yeah. most likely. Yeah. Um, it's like your B vitamins, right? Like, oh man, I'm so dehydrated. My <laughs> urine is yellow. Like, mm-hmm. Potatoes, white potatoes. I was going to go off of, you still re- would re- recommend those or not as much? No, that's fine. Okay. For so, my athletes, not for my diabetics. Yeah, not for my diabetics. All my diabetics out there, don't listen. Don't listen. To me. <laughs> 
All the diabetics. Um, but the amount is important as well. Okay. And eat the skins. Most of the nutrient is in the skins. Okay. Skins, roots. You said legumes. Mm-hmm. I know some people are like on the fence about legumes and there's the whole like, oh, nightshades and legumes and like the inflammation that mm-hmm. ha- comes with eating those, right? Was the big thing there. So what's your thought process there? Most people can handle it. Yeah. For my people who can't or if they have an autoimmune condition, then we don't do that at the moment. Mm-hmm. But we have to address the autoimmune. Okay. Most of my practices is figuring out like why you have something going on. Yeah. Right. Autoimmune means your body's actually like attacking itself. Why? Yeah. And a lot of that is like molecular mimicry. So gluten and grains and that fact with Hashimoto's, that actually it looks a lot like your thyroid gland. So when you eat it, and if you have leaky gut, it's getting through into your blood. And then okay. your body's like, oh my God, this doesn't belong here and starts attacking it. Well, then your thyroid looks just the same. So it accidentally starts attacking that as well. Mm. And you think that the body just hasn't ad- adapted to learning what that's supposed to, just because of the, the damage that it's, that's caused by those foods or by the, the diet? Well, I think if, if anything's in your blood and it doesn't belong there, yeah. your immune system is going to be you know, alert and then it's going to attack it as it should. So think of leaky gut as a coffee filter. You have your coffee grounds and then you make your coffee. The coffee grounds are your food, you're digesting it, your fiber, right? That's your intestines. Okay. And then the coffee is all the nutrients it extracts when you digest it well and goes into your blood and goes into your cells and that's perfect. Intestinal permeability would be when that coffee filter has tears in it and all of a sudden you're getting that coffee grounds into your coffee. It doesn't belong there. Your food does not belong into your blood. Mm-hmm. And the, at this point, it's like before it's even breaking down to like amino acids. It's not fully even like digested yet. Okay. So, so how does the body then go and attack what the, like say that does happen, it's mm-hmm. in the blood. What's the, 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 the body goes and attacks the things it doesn't want into the, in the bloodstream. And what's the process there that goes on? It can be different for everyone, but basically your immune system is just going to be on alert and starts tagging this. It doesn't belong here. And that's just when you get all these issues like you're going to start having disease at that point okay and then if that looks like something else like there's all like um think of how many autoimmune conditions there are rheumatoid arthritis hashimoto's stings in your gut um god there's so many but it starts attacking different parts of your body your pancreas yeah and so then you would look back on diet, what's actually causing this, and run those tests to figure out, like, okay, why is this happening? I'm, what things do we need to avoid? What things do we need to, like, I'm big address? on tests. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm really big on tests. So stool tests are really important. Um, and that can, you can tell if you have intestinal permeability that way. Um, Nutrivals and those sort of tests are really important to see what nutrients you're absorbing, mm. what nutrient deficiencies you have. Yeah. I'd be interested to like, to find out for myself because it's always like when I go to like push the, you know, nutrition and go to like prep for competitions and in heavy training phases, um, the diet's going to look a little different. And I had definitely have issues getting the amount of nutrients I need with the most healthy food I can. So like a lot of the times it's like, okay, I need X amount of carbs. I need X amount of protein, I need X amount of fat. Um, and sometimes you're just like, oh, I don't care where it comes from. I just need it, you know, and mm-hmm. that's not always going to be the best way because then it's going to be a little bit counterproductive if 
your body's not absorbing it. If you've got, you know, say it, it, stuff like that is with the leaky gut, all that stuff is happening. That's really not going to be the best way to go about it. So I'd be interested to like see, okay, what is my body absorbing well? What does it like? What doesn't it like? Because I've never had any type of test like that. Yeah. So that'd be interesting. They're really cool. Yeah. You can have the best diet in mm-hmm. the world and you could not be absorbing any of it. Right. Yeah. And if it's good to know. that were the case, you would want to address it as far, like would there be like a reset you go through? Somebody that has like a really, say they have a clean diet, healthy diet, but their body's just not in, in sync with what's being put in, into their body. Mm-hmm. What's the process of, you know, getting them to be able to absorb that? It's different for everyone. And yeah. It depends on the why. So it all starts in your stomach. So stomach acid. Yeah. And stomach acid is so important. Our stomach needs to be the most acidic part of our entire body. Like it, take that acid and put it in your skin and it'll burn you. Yeah. You want strong acid. We want strong okay. acid. Now it's so popular to take anti-acids, right? Like, oh, I've. GERD. Yeah. Like I can't, like I can't handle it. Let me take an anti-acid. Um, stress depletes acid. A lot of our medications are depleting acid. On t- like, so if you don't have enough st- stomach acid, you're not, you're not digesting your protein. Number one. Um, and not digesting a lot of your foods actually. Um, so, and the case for GERD or someone that says they think they have too much acid, it's actually, usually because it's too little acid, which is very interesting. So antiacids are the last thing that you want. So when you don't have enough stomach acid, we have something called a lower esophageal spinster that closes off our stomach to our esophagus. Not enough acid, we're getting bacteria, and they're burping, they're overgrowing, and it's making us bloated. And Mm. that's going to keep our spinster open a little. So the little acid that we do have is going to go up, and it's going to irritate you. It doesn't belong there. But enough acid will close that spinster okay so you want enough we need enough things like i know like kombuchas kimchi's fermented things can help build like what exactly is that doing for like that is it doing something for the acid or the gut bacteria um to like have a healthy gut so because i know like that's really like promoted right now is like having a healthy gut bacteria that's gonna be more the probiotics and the bacteria probiotics apple cider vinegar um is really good with stomach acid. So just taking like that in the morning. Yeah. Or using that as like dilute it in like four ounces of water and fifteen minutes before a meal would be ideal. Another thing I do with my clients is we do an HCL test, hydrochloric acid. We take the capsules. You're gonna take one with your meal. Do you feel any warming sensation? No. Like then you don't have enough stomach acid. You put acid on acid and you're gonna feel it. So the next meal we're gonna take two. And people go up to like five. Like I don't recommend anything past five, but they're like, I still feel nothing. Like you really are deficient in stomach acid, bottom line. And more gentle approach would be doing apple cider vinegar. That's Mm going to be more natural. Okay. And not as harsh. And for that, how does somebody go, obviously cutting out the things that are depleting the stomach acid probably. And is there anything that you could go through that would help you build that up? Or is is that something like, once you have it, you're good, or is that something you kind of always want to like keep an eye on? Your body check? can relearn. Our bodies want to heal. Yeah. They know yeah. what to do. So take out what's causing it, and they're pretty smart. But it's, finding what's causing it is really important. So as we age, naturally, stomach acid's depleting a little bit. The stress we're under, <laughs> we're under a lot of stress. Sometimes people are on medications that they can't get off of. So then you're going to have to supplement with it mm-hmm. as well. Dang. 
that's hectic. There's like so much to think about. Like you, you used to think, I mean, back in like 10 years ago, even it was like, oh, you either eat healthy and you're good or you don't. And now there's all this like, okay, well you might eat healthy, but you know, you might not even be absorbing it. You got to see and be in check. And yeah. I definitely have felt the, the both ends of that where I was eating a ton for competition and for competing and for performance and just felt like shit all the time and like was eating so much, but it was like constantly feeling bloated and not like, not like being hungry and like having to like force feed myself and just miserable, right? You're mm -hmm. just eating so, so much. And then the other side where you're not eating enough and you're not getting enough in. And so there's such a balance of, of what that looks like for your body and how that, how your body's processing all of that. For sure. And it's like a nightmare, I feel like, for, for most people that don't have like resources or maybe income to be able to solve that or um, knowledge, I think, is the biggest part. Because there's a lot of, like, obviously, you could go to one end of the spectrum, which is like you, which is, you know, a professional in that field. They can do the tests. They can give you um, dietary advice and, like, help you run everything, and you're good. But, you know, there's a lot of easy fixes that people can with, I think, with knowledge and resources they can you know, kind of address some of that stuff on their own, figure out what's happening and use some easy fixes. Um, but yeah, it's a lot. It is a lot. A lot to take in. Yeah. Yeah. And not only is like stomach acid important for like digestion, but that's your first line of defense for any like bacteria or parasites that are coming in on your food as well. Yeah. So if it's not enough acid to kill that, then parasites. Mm. Yeah. Which is very, very common. Like uh, what kind of parasites do you see mostly? Giardia is a good one. I mean, there's all there's all mm -hmm. types. And that how how would that affect somebody if they're like not able to digest, uh, or their stomach acid isn't strong enough to kill those? What are some symptoms somebody might see from like parasites and stuff? Oh, like there's that? so many um, headaches. Oh, giardia. Skin rashes. Okay. Yeah. Um, like just IBS symptoms. Like there's not one symptom, right. so it, it's harder to pinpoint. And there's um, so many parasites, there's right? There's so many parasites. Yeah. But also, it's, it's, you know, when someone's like a lunatic, mm -hmm. um, that's basically when people go a little bit crazier around full moons. Oh, wait, this is real? This is real. Like, not just like, oh, they're crazy. It's like somebody. This is where the name came from. Yeah. This is where lunatic comes from? Yeah. Okay. So during the full moon, parasites, a little bit more active, they start reproducing. Okay. So you can get those just weird symptoms. You feel a little bit off. Oh. They're acting crazy. So they're like werewolves. <laughs> Is that where that comes from? Somebody that had too many parasites in their stomach during the full moon? Out. Is it saying that? So on if there? your girlfriend is like freaking out on the full moon every every month, then maybe you need to have her, her gut Get biome her checked. checked. Yeah. Yeah. Parasites are not uncommon. Okay. So if if we travel, we have poor stomach acid not eating clean food yeah we're bound to get some because that's like the biggest eat thing the, eat at a salad bar frequently okay with the that stuff that's not washed yeah. very well because when people travel that's like the biggest thing right and i know when my wife she would travel for competitions she'd go out of the country a lot for weightlifting and that was always like the biggest thing for the americans was like oh don't drink the water don't eat the salads don't eat vegetables because of the parasites in the water and not that like we won't be able to handle them naturally, but we're just so not used to having, it's probably our, our gut health, right? And the amount of stuff that we could process versus somebody that drinks that all the time and has a healthier uh, 
stomach acid or gut, they could process that and kill it, no problem. And they're just drinking tap water like it's nothing. Mm -hmm. And Americans have like a bite of salad and are like shitting and throwing up for the next seven hours. Yeah. Yeah. That's gnarly. That's powerful. Pumpkin seeds are excellent um, at helping kill parasites. And then we make this sort of cocktail sludge um, with bentonite clay and diatomaceous earth. It's not most delicious. But okay. That's going to help. Diatomaceous earth is actually pretty fantastic at um, killing parasites, like okay. tearing them apart. It's like they're so sharp. It's safe for humans if you get the food grade. Um, so this is ba- you're basically eating dirt that's food grade. Yeah, basically. You know, you'll drink it. Okay. And it's sharp enough that it's killing the parasites. It'll kill parasites. So, and okay. bentonite clay will help mop it up okay excrete it okay activated charcoal is also really good so if you are traveling overseas that's going to be something (laughs) activated charcoal what if it's in uh uh, if you're traveling overseas it's what for any food poisoning ah that's going to be phenomenal what is and what is activated charcoal it can come from i mean one comes from like a coconut okay but i don't know what happened so it's not charcoal or is it Mm. like the the, when I think of charcoal, I think of like, barbecue. Yeah, exactly. Like the black rocks that you burn. No. Okay. No, the ones we get come from like a coconut, um, coconut shells. Yeah. Okay. So you gotta so make sure it's... everything's food grade, because please, no one go get like charcoal. From yeah, their, just start from, chewing on it from their grill. Uh, did that say anything at the top, Mike? Uh, small low pores that increase the surface area because now they have like it's kind of like a a selling point right having activated charcoal in things yeah and so it's you always have to be very careful with the fads so what activated charcoal will do it's gonna basically mop up everything so if you're gonna have it with food you're not gonna absorb any of those nutrients from that that food this is great for any like alcohol poisoning they do this in the hospital um any sort of food poisoning gonna be fantastic for but if you and just know like you're not gonna absorb anything that you ate within the last few hours go back up mike it says it's great for teeth whitening okay that's why they use it in the toothpaste yeah for example carbon rich materials such as wood coconut shells or coal are burned at high temperatures to create a charcoal powder it is then typically charred with other materials such as chloride salts to help create the porous structure Washed away with acid, leaving the pure carbon. Can be treated, yada, yada, yada. And so it's basically this powder that's mm-hmm. going to uh, be a sponge. Yeah, like you were saying. Yep. Um, so it's absorbing kind of like toxins and parasites and uh, what, were the, what were the other things you um, were talking about? The, alcohol. Yeah. So they like the one the one I've seen is um, it's called June Shine and it's like a alcoholic or hard kombucha uh-huh. and they have alcohol uh, they have activated charcoal in it and I'm like wait <laughs> that seems a little counterproductive yeah. but I want to drink it more because it says activated charcoal on it yeah <laughs> I yeah. I steer clear of the fads like, right so you would say using it in like toothpaste is a good option and using fine. it in how else. They come in capsules, okay. so if you're traveling, that would be a good way just to bring with you. But don't eat it when, like before you're eating. You're talking about like... Yeah, you're going to take it if you need it. Okay. So if it's a parasite protocol or if you have food poisoning, you're throwing up, Yeah. take it right away. Who okay. cares about the... You know, you're not absorbing at that point. You right. You need to, to fix it. That's a cool use. So it comes in powder as well as capsules, so whatever is easier for you. Sometimes you just open up the capsules and put it in water. 
So drink a lot of water when you do it though, because it can be a constipating. It kind of binds everything. Okay. So putting it, it's not like a preemptive solution. If I drink, I drink a lot, but it has activated charcoal and I'm not going to get as drunk, right? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. Because it's absorbing, it's mopping that up. Yeah. Maybe. We can test it. Yeah. You're all so about the test. Let's just drink less. Yeah. Um, speaking of drinking, what is your thought process on like alcohol in regards to a healthy diet? Obviously, it's kind of an unavoidable part of a lot of people's lives and stress coping mechanisms and woven into kind of our society. And yeah, what are your kind of protocols there most of the, most of the time? I'm I mean, sure, like you said, it's different for everybody. Yeah, but. I mean, alcohol at the end of the day is a toxin. So, you know, food either harms you or heals you. And it's going to do more harm than good. Um, I think we need to find other ways to de-stress. If that's something that you have to have, like, then, yeah, like, de-stressing is great. But can we find another alternative? Um, I'm not a proponent for drinking very often. Once a week, fine. Um, but what are you doing it for? And make sure it really counts. Doing it because it's my best friend's birthday. It's my birthday. Then go for it. Enjoy it. <laughs> make sure it counts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but am I doing it just like I'm going to a networking and I'm nervous? Like that thing can add up and you're going to do it more and more often. So just find, yeah. pick your days. Again, like just food. Like am I ever going to have pizza again? Like no. I mean, I'm going to go to Italy and enjoy it with yeah, my family. Like, for sure. Make it count. Make it count. And yeah. then it, no guilt. You're enjoying every bite of it. And then just don't make it a habit either. Yeah. that's something else. Like when you, you're going to get hung over and you're going to feel like crap. And then you're going to want the, you know, easiest pick me up. And that can just go into like a rabbit hole of eating really, really poorly. So if you're going to do it, enjoy it and have a plan to combat it and get back yeah. on track. So you're not a believer in like, oh, the benefits of drinking like red wine and like all that stuff. No. Because at the end of the day, it is a, you didn't say toxin, you said a. It is a toxin. Yeah, but. It is a toxin. So it's going to be affecting yeah. our liver exponentially and we have to be really careful with that. And kind of those benefits are, or the benefits that it has from like resveratrol and all that is going to be kind of nullified by the fact that it's and toxic. Alcohol. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. And it, if the way it affects blood sugar is crazy. So you have to be very careful. I mean, clear um, liquors are be better than darker. Uh, so there's, we can pick and choose, mm-hmm. right? But at the end of the day, it's not ideal. Yeah. Okay. I'm the girl that brings kombucha to wine nights and yeah. have no friends. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Yeah. But. You're like, it's hard kombucha. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask you something else about this. Uh, talking about the alcohol oh yeah yeah. each person drank this is like an abstract of of the activated charcoal each person drank 88 grams of alcohol and 30 minutes after either 20 grams of activated charcoal was taken or the same volume of water was drunk there were no significant differences in plasma alcohol concentrations with or without charcoal Hmm. where's this from mike pubmed.gov i'm not sure i'm not a research analysts so i don't know how reliable take that with a grain of salt if you will clinical trial it says clinical trial i'm convinced i mean they're using it in hospitals yeah i mean i'd have to look more into that study yeah um what other re- so like for for the, the title was weird does alcohol absorb to activate okay yeah does so you're saying for teeth whitening for um detoxing quote unquote um 
stuff like that. Is there any other like powerful uses for the activated charcoal that you've seen or you utilize it for? Those are probably the main ones. Yeah. Parasite protocols, any heavy metal protocol, teeth whitening, beauty, mm-hmm. face mask. I mean, I've seen it work. Okay. Yeah. I'll have to get my face mask on. <laughs> um, do you work with Mata? I see you're followed by. Yeah. I uh, mean, Mata. friends. Yeah. He just okay. actually sent me some of He's his. He's a cool um, dude. Oh, I like awesome. Him. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> His sups. Yeah, he's They're awesome. phenomenal. The ingredients are great, and they taste really good. Yeah. Do you? Um, what do you do most of the time for, like, workouts and stuff? I don't do pre-workouts. Okay. I mean, I'll just – I do fasted workouts. Ooh, yeah. While we're on that, let's talk about the fasting. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> um, intermittent fasting is amazing. Yeah. Um, it's not for everyone, so it's, you know – it's not a blanket statement that it's amazing. If you're diabetic, if you're a woman that's highly stressed, not the ideal. But there's different aspects of it. Like, what is your window, right? Are you doing an eight-hour window, 10-hour window, six? Like, minimum 12 hours is something everyone should do. And we, you know, you you fast at night and you break that fast with breakfast. Your body needs about like a 12-hour break from food. Eating food is stressful on the body. So if the bare minimum... 12 hours and everyone can do that people don't really call that intermittent fasting you know it's it's just normal we call that life usually right yeah but some people are you know eating up till they go to bed they might have a snack at 10 o'clock then they're waking up at 7 a.m getting ready for work and they're eating in the car on the way to work at you know 7 30 they're not not getting many hours without food yeah so 12 is normal but that we wouldn't call like i wouldn't consider that like intermittent fasting like i would just consider that like healthy yeah well i mean it's like it's it technically, technically is intermittent fasting, but yeah. like, um, I but, feel like most of the people that kind of get into it are like, oh, I stop eating at seven and I don't eat again until two or three. Yeah. So it's great on digestion. It's great on testosterone, human growth hormone, that all that stuff's enhanced without food. Um, Dr. Jason Fung is an excellent doctor. He also works with diabetes and they do extended fasts, three day, four day fasts. Um, and medically supervised that can be fan- phenomenal my mom went to panama like a decade ago <laughs> she is the crazy crazy woman who got me into nutrition but she went to panama for a, f- a water fast she had no ailments she just wanted to do it she did three weeks without eating medically supervised like they're checking her vitals um and she came back and her eyesight improved Jeez. she used to have glasses for like reading and driving no more whoa yeah. That's like not a like oh she like had a wart and it went away. Yeah. It's like no you can Her see now. Eyesight improved. Yeah. You know it's phenomenal. Like and so for like people were going to cancer and cancer like tumors were shrinking. So it can be amazing. Your body knows how to heal. Stop giving it the junk and it'll it'll, it'll recover. Wow. When animals are sick they go in a corner and they they won't they eat. Fast. They fast. Yeah. So it's a natural process this is the first time in history where we have like food at our disposal and can unlimited eat it whenever we want. yeah you have somebody that will literally drive to your house and do everything but put the food in your mouth absolutely i'm sure there's a service for that yeah now, i'm but, sure <laughs> um what is what would you say like only water while you're fat like in those intermittent fasting periods water only some people do like coffee and i've seen and i'm like okay well what's the line of yeah. like okay yeah i'm doing coffee but then i'm putting butter and coconut oil in it or as like Coffee only. There's different aspects of fasting. There's not going to be much apoptosis or like really cellular cleanup if you're doing the coffee and fats. If you're doing it for 
you know, insulin and weight loss. And that's a easy way to extend that fast without, you know, really rising your blood sugar and insulin. So it makes it easier and more enjoyable. Because um, anytime we eat, you know, blood glucose is going to increase as it should. And then insulin is going to increase to take it out of our blood, um, blood cells and, you know, put it into our cells. And insulin is a fat storing hormone. So in that aspect, it works, but it's not really going to do that cellular cleanup that we're really looking for. So would it keep doing the cellular cleanup that you're looking for if you were just to introduce coffee, but no like fats? So no. anything but water. At that point, it's going to your liver. It's filtering it. It's, okay. Yeah. So anything but, they got to go only water. Yeah. Correct. Okay. And any like, like emergency in the water or just like water, water? That's it. Water, water is all okay. you need. Electrolytes depends on yeah. how long you're doing it. If we're diabetic, then we do have to be careful. You know, the lows are more dangerous than the highs. So if you're having a crash, then you're going to need something. Mm-hmm. But fasting is phenomenal. Um, we should do more of it. The longest fast that someone did was over a year Whoa. without food. Who was that? And I don't where know. were they? I forget his name. Here in the U.S. Oh, wow. He was doing external like vitamins. Like IV drips and stuff? Yeah. Okay. But basically the fat so that we was, have on our body. He was doing performance enhancing drugs <laughs> for his fast. <laughs> Essentially. But yeah, I think it was over a year. Yeah, over a year. Wow. But that's what fat is. It's stored meals on our body. Yeah. We can, we can go, most of us, many, many days to weeks to over a month wow. and be just fine. A year. That's crazy. Yeah. 382 days. So he went from, what does it say he started at? Because he finally reached his, it says he finally reached his <laughs> dream weight at 180 pounds. So he went from 32.5 stone, which is 207 kilograms, which is 450 some pounds to 180. I bet too, because isn't there some research too on the the fasting and how it, how it cleans up or how it reacts with the... Uh, the skin and the elasticity, like that they're seeing that it, it the skin responds better with uh-huh. the intermittent fasting and something to do with that. Have you seen something like that? You nodded your head. Well, no, it, it extends a period of time because your skin's not getting nutrient. It would become leathery. Oh, okay. So, so it's not fasting, good. Intermittent fasting would do the same thing to your stomach as it does to your skin. It would allow time Strengthen to it. Strengthen it. Mm. Yeah. Because I had, I thought I saw something where they were talking about like those, the weight loss, the people that lose a ton of weight, they saw like results from intermittent fasting as far as uh, their skin returning to its normal di- proportions or better return that's from the elasticity of that. Um, I forget where I saw that, but yeah, I mean, that's definitely a struggle for some of my weight loss clients. Yeah. Um, but I think that's cool that the intermittent fasting has become so big and there's so much more research behind it and stuff to go on the fact that like, it's being backed by science but it's nothing new right? right we're just getting back to the basics and then you have like psychos that are just eating meat like carnivore diet and i'm like i have never seen somebody do well on a carnivore diet i've seen it be like great for somebody that is very busy stressed they travel a lot because they're limiting the amount of but then you have to see like okay was it actually that they're just eating meat that was good or was it that they're limiting processed grains processed sugars exactly all this other crap and they're just eating animal protein and fat. Yeah. Um, That's why nutrition studies are so hard. Like an apple a day, right? But Joe Rogan right here. <laughs> the poster child for carnivore diet. <laughs> um, 
And yeah, so it's like, and speaking of apple a day, did you know that that saying kind of came from uh, pro- prohibition when they started, apples were originally brought to America to make cider. Mm-hmm. And then when prohibition started, it like destroyed the cider industry. And then they started to market it to be able to have people buying them when it wasn't able to be used to make alcohol. Oh, no. So they tried to promote it as like, this is a healthy thing. Um, That's funny. Let's see. Mike's checking my facts. <laughs> Check my work. Uh, yeah. So that that's kind of like what I had seen where that saying came from. Is they're like, okay, how do we make, or how do we encourage people to buy apples when they can't legally make cider with them or alcohol with them? History behind apple. Uh, he'll find it. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was um, super informative. Um, I also wanted to ask you about your, you do like macrame, right? You I make do things. macrame. Yeah, yeah. That was cool. I saw that. Do you sell those? <laughs> um, or do you just do that for fun? This is something my sister and I started maybe like two years ago. Um, our first post on Instagram was like store coming in 2018 or 19, yeah. right? Um, then life gets busy, but we have friends like, we'll like take a picture and like, okay, I want this one. So we never, we've never gotten around to selling it, you know, making yeah. an Etsy store or anything, but they're fun. They're cool. Yeah. I saw that on there. My um, mom used to do it in the seventies and I was like, I want to be like her. You yeah. Know, just make my own. You just got to go to Panama and do a <laughs> month long water fast. Yeah. Um, yeah. So thank you, man, for coming on. This was super fun and informative and yeah. Anything else you want to like throw out there before like that we didn't touch on that you want to talk about as far as like nutrition or, um, and that's Caleb. That's my nephew. Okay. (laughs) These are super cool. Boho. Do you make hammocks? No, but you know, why not? We might start. Yeah. I'm in the market for a good hammock (laughs) (laughs) and they all suck. That's so funny. Um, yeah. So, I mean, congrats on all your success with, uh, with everything you've been doing. It's super interesting. And I'll definitely be like, I think reaching out and following up to see like what kinds of things I can do to improve my diet and my performance and all we'll that stuff. We'll do some tests. Yeah, for sure. I'm definitely down. We not, we got to do some tests. We got to see what's going on. Yeah. We get, you're probably going to be like, oh, sh- you're a mess. Like no. you're, you've got all this, no. but no, it should be fine. It's fine. We're fine. We'll figure it out. We're, our body <laughs> knows how to heal. Yeah. Bottom line. I think that's the hardest thing too is when you're on the performance side of thinking like you get brain like brainwashed into this process, this thought process of like, I need to be fueling all the time, fueling, 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 like just like eat till you throw up and you're like, just that's not good. That's not helpful. It's counterproductive to what's going on. If you're always eating, if you're always shoveling stuff in your face, your body's never going to be able to bring down inflammation and recover and recover. I mean, talking about like blood sugar, like that's going to be on a wave the entire time. Yeah. So you're constantly going to have glucose and insulin mm-hmm. being pumped. The other thing is there's something called like a migrating motor complex, the MMC, which if you don't eat for three hours, then every three hours it comes, it's kind of like the broom, the mop. It gets rid of all the debris and bacteria in your intestines. If we're eating through that period, that doesn't happen. So yeah. then we have bacteria overgrowth. We have SIBO. We have bloating. Mm. Yeah, which is like, it's like a catch-22 because you need the nutrients to perform. How do you get those in, in a way that also keeps everything else healthy and functioning properly? Yeah. And we're going to figure that out. We're going to figure it out. (laughs) Sweet. Thank you for coming on.
Yeah. Thank you. Awesome. This was fun. All right, guys. Today's episode. Thank you for listening. Quick shout out. Don't forget Loco Coffee. If you guys use that code, pardon me, 20% off anything on their website. They've got the coffee orders. They've got subscriptions. They've got a little bit of merch on there, t-shirts, hats, um, but mainly those 12-ounce cans of coffee with additives like coconut water and maple water. All right, so it's like a coconut water uh, cold brew combination. Use code pardon me, 20% off. We're also brought to you by Xworks. Right now they're doing free shipping on all orders. Uh, and then you can enter your email in there to get a free shaker bottle, free dual walled stainless steel, nice shaker bottle with anything you order right now. All supplements from xworks.com. They even have CBD and uh, uh, CBD pills and uh, droplets as well. So all your supplement needs there. And then lastly, grip tight tape. Use code pardon me for 10% off. On that website, you can find uh, the kind of flagship st- sticky, stretchy tape to protect your f- your hands, your fingers when you got a hook grip, when you got a train. Uh, you'll also find on there uh, the newer weight vest plates and tactical vests and tactical vest uh, plates on there. Uh, 10% off, I think I already said, pardon me. Thanks to all of our sponsors. Shout out to them. And shout out to Manscaped for uh, sponsoring the pod. Make sure you guys use pardon me, the code pardon me for 20% off and free shipping on all of their beautiful offerings to keep your nuts and butts where they need to be. Uh, Manscaped, shout out. And there you have it guys. Special shout out to Brooke for coming in and giving us all those tidbits, uh, talking to us about all that stuff. I found it really helpful. Hope you guys enjoyed it as well. And uh, just like that, we'll see you here again next time. Peace.